Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode I speak to comic book creator Kyla Merrill about what comics he would take into a zombie outbreak apocalypse. But before we get into it, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Comic Scene, who are currently running a Kickstarter to put the UK's number one comic magazine back in print. To find out more, be sure to search Comic Scene on Kickstarter or visit comicscene.org. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Kyla Merrill. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you doing? Yeah, good man, good. It's been a nice relaxing Sunday. Um just kind of, you know, um doing a little bit of gardening. Front garden is now clean. The there lawn has been mowed. Yeah. Um I, I, I couldn't wait right up until the end of May because I don't know if they do it in the States, but we do this whole no mo May to like help try and yeah. increase biodiversity, like in huh. in cities and stuff. So like people try to like not mow their lawns until May. And so like mine was like, you know, over a foot tall. Oh, geez, <laughs> but, but you know, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Because uh, we go on holiday tomorrow. So oh, but it okay. had to be done. Otherwise it'd be an absolute state. Um, yep. But I managed to hold out until until the, the 28th. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I need. That's one thing I need to do. I've been putting it off for for about a week or two now. I need to go mow. So, <laughs> not looking forward to it. It's been a while for me too. So, there you go, man. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's, it's like you're like ramping up over like loads of grass. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, anyway, Kyla, thank you so much for coming on Comics for the Apocalypse. For those that haven't come across you just yet, what do you do in the world of comics? Um, I am a I do a little bit of everything, writing, drawing, uh, mostly mostly writing and lettering, and I also um, run Foreign Press Comics, which is a independent comic publisher slash imprint, whatever you want to call it, that um, just is you know here to to make good comics and to um, build like a community of to be my real goal for it is to be like in, in a place of education and like for people to like um, as a use as a resource. But um, yeah, I do a little bit of everything. Um, currently, I am, you know, been, I've edited the anthology Comics from the Kitchen, um, which, you know, that's, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, that's the main thing I've got going on right now. But I have plenty of other stuff over at foreignpresscomics.com. But yeah, I just do a little bit of everything. Nice, man. Um, and yeah, you know, you mentioned Comics from the Kitchen there. So, so tell us a little bit about that. Um, Comics from the Kitchen, it's um, a combination cookbook and comic anthology. It's 20 stories, over 20 stories, from creators from around the world um, that it, it's it's different comic stories that are all surrounded, all themed around food memories and um, specific memories or stories that people have related to food. And then along with each story there's also the recipe that goes with that story so like like each story features a dish prominently and then there's also a recipe for that dish with the um with the story and so it's a just this anthology it's full of autobiographical things we also have some fictional stories but it's it's just a little bit of everything but it's just i it's honestly equal parts cookbook and anthology it's both and it's it i think it would be a disservice to say it's just an anthology, but also to be, just say it's just a cookbook. It's it's a little bit of everything. It's a fusion. 
that's exactly. awesome man that's cool very cool um so where where did this idea come from because it's, it's quite unique i'd say um thank you i i don't really i i i know i don't really have like a specific thing that was like oh that's what i'm gonna do but i know like i was always told you know uh you know write what you know or write about things that you love and so i i love food i love to cook and so I decided, okay, I'm going to do something about food. And I saw that this wasn't something that I had seen before. I And since then, I have seen other projects that are similar to this. But I had never uh. seen something. Everything I'd seen was like just food stories in an anthology or mm. was just like an illustrated cookbook. And so I was like, why not just do a complete fusion of the two? And so that's kind of just where the idea came from. It was like, hey, this is something that I love. Uh, this is something that I haven't seen before. So instead of waiting for someone else to make it, I'm just going to be the one to make it. Awesome, man. That's it. Yeah, you got to create the world that you want to live in, right? So Exactly. exactly. Um, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and uh, that is literally launching uh, on Zoop on Tuesday, the 30th of May. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, we're actually doing a um, a live stream. Um, I, I'll be putting out the links on my social media. And we'll be launching it, I believe, if I have the time right, 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, so yeah, we're going to have a little live stream. We're going to hype it up, you know, hopefully get some people in there to see what's going on. But yeah, we're launching on Tuesday and we, we go for, I think exactly four weeks till May, uh, June 27th. So yeah. Rock and roll. Nice man. Nice. Um, and where else can people find you online? Um, at, they can find foreign press comics at F press comics on Twitter and foreign press comics on Instagram and Facebook. And then I'm mostly just on Twitter at, at Kyler Merrill. But um, yeah, for most of the um, anthology and the other foreign press comics, things like that, the foreign press page is the best place to, to check us out. F Press Comics on Twitter is our main hub of sorts. Nice one. Nice one. Of course, all of those links are in the show notes, folks. So feel free to click through and check out Kyla's work as we're talking. Uh, now, all of that aside, Kyla, unfortunately, I've got some bad news for you. Uh-oh. The zombies have, have, you know, hit um and uh and and where, where, sorry where are you in in the states i'm in oklahoma oklahoma right okay um so how far away is that from atlanta oh we're it's far. A fair it's fair yeah, it's a fair ways, we're a ways away yeah 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 no um i'm just trying to remember my my geography because i i lived in vermont and in colorado okay. and it's just it's just we're, like in in between those two it's like, yeah well, we're away from vermont but we're we're pretty close to colorado yeah exactly no that's it man that's it um so uh yeah with with that in mind um they're they're, they're you know storming across the states okay. um what is your action plan for survival um probably as I've had to think about it, I, I my goal was just to get to as isolated of a place as possible, and um, my it would be to get whatever supplies I can gather, um, you know, weapons, um, food, things like that, and just without putting myself in any extra danger, um, just get what I can and drive as fast and directly as I can to my great uncle. He lives in this town, Lindsay, where my parents live, and he has a farm. It's out in the middle of kind of it's about fifteen to twenty minutes outside of the town which is a small town and that's like an hour away from the nearest city. So it's relatively in the middle of nowhere. So I'm going there and just holding up up there. I'm just going to hide out and stay as long as I can. Nice. And is anybody else going to join you? Um, I mean, ideally. Yeah. You know, like I said, we got a lot of my family lives there. So, you know, I, and there's plenty of room around there that we could 
you know, put some, uh, uh, you know, bring some people together, you know, make sure nice. all, the, all the whole family, everybody's all there. But yeah, I think that's kind of my action plan is to just get to as isolated of a place as possible. And that seems like, yes. Tough. And hung, hunker down, fence up, exactly. do everything you need to do. Yep. Um, excellent. So you've done all that. You've managed to get all the family together, which is, which is fantastic. Um, and uh, yeah, just on one night around the campfire, um they start you know questioning you about your your love for comics and the first question they ask you is what's the first comic you remember enjoying um well the first thing that i remember um like sticking out to me as like a comic was um there was these my parents would know what i'm talking about but for on military bases in the u.s there's um this group called afes and they this just runs the stores there and stuff and they put out these like promotional comics with Marvel. And there's one from when I was a kid that I remember, and it had Silver Surfer and Ghost Rider in it. And I just remember loving those two and like thinking they just looked really cool. And I so I remember like being on the playground and like playing with one of my friends who lived down the street and we were just playing as those characters and stuff. And that's kind of the first comic that I remember being like, oh, like that's cool. Um, and then later on, you know, there were other ones that kind of sparked an actual love in like comics itself but that was kind of the first one that was that like introduced me to the format and to the medium and to the some of those characters nice and and sorry what age were you uh probably when that came out probably eight no maybe closer to 11 somewhere between eight and 12 something around that so late elementary school middle school Mm. age got it um, and so obviously that kind of like set you on a train um, for for your love of comics. But when when did the the creation of comics idea come in? Um, that came in more around in actually in 2011 because that's when DC did the New 52, and um, I got for my birthday I got um, an issue of I got the Flash, Superman, Batman, and Aquaman all number one, and I the flash was the one that I really liked. And so I stuck with it and it was just Francis Manipal's artwork on that is stunning. And it's just, it, it was like, to me, it was like, wow, comics aren't just to me before that comics were either like really corny Batman 66, or they were like super edgy nineties comics. And so that was like this thing that was different than other comics while also being still very comic book art. And that was the flash number one was the kind of the one that inspired me to want to create them and to, I've always wanted to be a creative some sort, but that was the thing that made me want to make comics. Nice. And, um, what, what was your first, um, first comic that you created? Um, well, I have my first comic I created is actually, it's not, you can't find it anywhere online. It's like, a um, I put out, I was going to build, when I first started comics, I was going to build like a whole superhero universe thing like most people want to do. And um, I I just started posting them online. And the first one was just about, it came out after, I wrote it after like the Batman v Superman came out. And everybody was all up in arms about how it was too gritty and too dark and stuff. And so I kind of wrote about like this old superhero who was now like this former superhero who's now like an old man who was grizzled and he's like, you guys nowadays don't need a bright superhero anymore. And it was all just about like the two like kind of modern sensibilities of superheroes and like the older school, like golden age sensibilities, like coming together. 
and that was the first thing I ever like fully put online or and made myself. But like I said, that doesn't exist online. I think the only place that exists now is in my filing cabinet. So nice, man. Well, I'm sure I'm sure that'll be a uh, price priceless art artifact at oh, some stage sure. in, in, in the future, <laughs> particularly in this uh, in this zombie apocalypse. Exactly. Now, uh, speaking speaking of which, um, going back to the campfire, um, your family ask you, what's the funniest comic that you've read? Um, it happened just before the apocalypse, honestly. It like literally probably about three or four weeks ago from the time we're recording this, which is, I think, a day before it comes out. Um, I was re- I've been getting into Giant Days recently. And um, it there's a scene in I had I looked it up um, and it's in issue nine, but this character um, Ed had he had tried to have sex with this girl and it didn't go as planned and he tells his roommate McGraw and anyway it comes out and then there's this scene of McGraw and he's just in he's at a lathe on his desk it's just like a tiny miniature lathe turning a chess piece. And I don't know why, but it was the funniest thing in the world to me. And then, like, two pages later, he builds a fake door to cover his door. And I know explaining the joke doesn't make it funnier. But to me, that I was laughing out loud at just – I laughed out loud at the first one. And then the second one came so soon after that that I just was still laughing. And that was just the funniest moment I've ever seen in a comic book. It was hilarious. <laughs> that's, that's pretty. Yeah, and Gi- Giant Days is full of um, laugh out oh, yeah. loud moments. It, so it for it's, sure it's, is. It's but that comic. one stuck out to me. It's just like, yeah. oh my gosh, that was great. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Now, changing gears, um, what's the saddest comic that you've read? Um, the one that always like gets me is... Um, I guess I have two. I don't know if I have the saddest. They're sad in like different ways. Um, one is like in the Ultimate Comics when Spider Man dies. It's in like Death of Spider Man two, um, and like Captain America is like holding him after Peter got shot, and he's like, "Oh, kid, you were gonna be, you're gonna be the best of us." Even though the book is called Death of Spider Man, so we know he's gonna die. But it's like I don't know. It's just something that's about that is like really cool. I don't even like Spider Man that much, but it just that scene has always stuck out to me and like stuck in my head. It makes me tear up. A little bit and then um i don't know if you're familiar with we three by grant morrison yes it's, yeah, yeah yeah that whole book i like i don't want to read that again it was just it like it was sad but it was just really like upsetting in a way that was just like i don't want to read it again <laughs> like it just it's just so something about animals obviously you know it's just really sad mm. but just then having them like be able to talk and just the emotions that they go through in that story and like the everything that's happening to them it's just it's it's just ugh, it, it it got me and i don't want to go back to it yeah man it's uh it's homeward bound on uh on steroids right exactly yeah um yeah it's uh yeah it really really, really yeah. does pull on the uh on the on the heartstrings for sure mm-hmm. um now changing gears once again what's the scariest comic that you've read um there uh, there was a recent the one that's like in my head ever since because um well the first thing that came to mind was in nice house on the lake the james tinian series like in the first issue 
it's all these people get brought to this nice house on the lake and then they just that's where they got the title it's clever um anyway um they they're all just there and then all of a sudden there's this big twist that happens where it's revealing the spoiler for anybody who hasn't read it yet it's just the first issue it's fine um but where it's revealed that the entire planet other than these people at this house is completely gone and destroyed and there's no chance of anyone ever coming back and like one of the characters is like this weird twisty little his whole face like morphs and it's it's just it's terrifying um it's absolutely terrifying and then there's another scene in the most recent issue of saga that really really upset me um turns out it was a it was a um what do they call that when it's a they make you think one thing Oh, diversion, um, yeah, or something, a fake or... out, a fake out of fake some out. sort. Yeah, yeah there fake you go. Out. Fake yeah, out. I, yeah. I got like really like my heart dropped in the most, not the most recent, the second most recent issue of Saga. Like my heart literally just, I was like, and then turns out it wasn't anything big, but I about <laughs> lost my mind when that <laughs> yeah, happened. Sure, I won't, man. I won't spoil that because, like I said, that came out like last month. But yeah, yeah, it, yeah. both of those together like were equally horrifying. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome, man. Because yeah, ni- nice house on the lake is one that I hadn't come across at all. So I'm I'm keen to go go actually oh, um, for read, sure read that myself. That's it's, it's it seems pretty cool. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, nice man. Um, now moving on to my favorite question: What is your favorite cover? Um, one of them is a comic that I haven't actually read. Um, but it's like Amazing Spider-Man or Spectacular Spider-Man, um, like 111 or something. I can look it up real fast. Um, it's the one where he's like all in black and white. Um, and it's something about that cover really, um, like stuck out to me. Oh, I think it's Sensational Spider-Man. Sorry, now I'm going to have to look it up to prove to myself. Nope, that wasn't it either. Anyway, um... It's like it's all black and white, and you can just kind of tell it's Spider-Man from the outline. And then another cover I really like is um, the Flash, like I think number twenty-two from the New Fifty Two, and that's another one that's like monochromatic. It's all red and yellow, um, but he's fighting Reverse Flash, so they're like opposites of each other. And mm. just I think the thing about both of those is like the monochromaticness of it. I think just really like makes it. It really I don't know. It's just really uh engaging and i just really like anything that's that's that kind of um anything that has that same kind of design to it is something i think i'm just going to be a sucker for Mm, yeah no kind of simple but effective exact design yeah Um, very cool and it's something i'm not clever enough to come up with on my own so (laughs) <laughs> well you know you never know one day um, one day maybe but yeah. uh yeah no it's um it's it's just it it does amaze me kind of you know the how simplicity can be really difficult to actually achieve isn't it yeah exactly so. like something about being so simple but also like being so engaging is really cool to me yeah 100 percent, man 100 percent nice cool um so uh moving on to our next question uh, what comic do you repeatedly read the most i'm honestly not a big um re reader of things um but probably the ones that i've read had the read not read redhead what am i talking about jesus christ 
that I've read the most are probably Superman Smashes the Clan because I read that one year with um, uh, some of my students um, because I, I'm an elementary teacher by day and I read that with some of my students and that was a really cool read. Um, so I, I read that you know a few times. And then also um, the book Blankets by Craig Thompson, um, that Craig S. Thompson, that was a, that was mm-hmm. just a book that like really struck me personally like i really like identified with in a lot of different ways mm. and so um it just made me like i don't know I've, I've gone back i haven't reread the whole thing but it's one of those things where i've read like different portions of it mm. like just different scenes because different scenes like i i remember them or just something will remind me of that and so i'll go back and read it but yeah. those are probably the two that i've read the most one i've read just because of my job and one that i've read for myself so nice nice um and yeah as you say it is it's kind of cool that you can kind of go back and just you know relive particular scenes mm-hmm. yeah. um particularly if you're kind of going through something um and you kind of just need to remind yourself of the lesson that you learned in the first place um oh, for sure it's uh yeah no it's really helpful that's no, cool man yeah um so uh yeah um moving on to our next question around the campfire what's the most meaningful comic to you the the most meaningful comic would probably be the flash number one from the new 52 just because it um was very uh pivotal for me like i said that was kind of the first comic that like um i read and was like kind of showed me that comics could be something else so that's definitely like the one that was like that would like stick to me and that i think is like is just i think that's just the one for me like if I had to save one out of my own collection, that would probably be it just because of the sentimental value that it has. Nice. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, like, there's nothing else that I have that I'm, that I think I'd really like need, want to keep or want to show like, cause when I hear that question, it's like, what would I want to like show someone else or like show like my kids or whatever. And yeah. there's nothing else I think I was really like as meaningful to me. That's awesome, man. And, and what is it that kind of, you know, pulls on that um on that reason um for you is it just because like it 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 shows the flash uh at his peak or it's just it's something about like the the it's a lot about the art because like i said that was when i first that's the thing that first showed me that comic art could be something different could be something like beautiful and so that was like the first thing that was the thing for me and then also, I just thought it was a, I was really engaged by the story. Like, cause obviously I had, like I said, I had four issues. I had like Superman, Batman and Aquaman as well. And I like only was able to like keep up with one of them and actually keep on collecting them. And that one, just the combination of the story. Cause I just really loved the story. I dig the flash plus the artwork and the impact that the artwork alone had on me all together, just kind of just made me like no i want to know what happens in this one more than i want to know what happens in the other ones and so it's just a combination of all those things just just stuck with me and made it like really have a lot of impact on me that's awesome man very cool very cool um and then our next question is what's the most underrated comic um this like i don't know i this one i had to like look at my shelves but um and really think about it but probably get Jiro. It's a, it's by Anthony Bourdain and it's, I don't see nearly enough people talking about it 
but well, and it kind of is, is on theme with the food because it's it's its own it's a food comic in and of itself. That's just like it's this whole other world where um, <clears throat> cooks have um, kind of taken over and now serve as almost mob bosses in a way. And so it's kind of about like there's a really high tech French restaurant and there's a really um, like a really uh, homestead type vegan place and the two head chefs like are in battle and there's this one small um sushi chef who is based off of or you know inspired somewhat by an actual real life guy um that he's just kind of on the outskirts of the city he doesn't really get involved and then stuff happens that forces him to get involved with the whole thing and it's like turns this big bloody food massacre that is just so cool and for one thing, Anthony Bourdain is awesome, um, but that story has like a whole bunch of world building that it and it just it just I think it answers the question. It just doesn't get enough credit. It's just not recognized for how cool it is. I just think it's a really cool book. Like it may not be the most groundbreaking thing, but it's just a really fun thing to read, and it's just not 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 given the credit it deserves. That's awesome, man. Very cool. Um, and uh, yeah, no, th- again, thank you for bringing a, a comic to to my attention that i wasn't aware of i'll i'll be sure to, to to try and find a copy here in the uk oh for sure yeah and uh and yeah give it a good read it, look, it looks like a lot of fun like the cover's cool yeah like yeah, and the like main said, character kind of like with a... and it's not just like a boring like food like it's not just about a guy making food it's like really mm. i don't know it's just really it's the big adventure thing to it it's just it's just an awesome, awesome. story altogether excellent excellent that's what we want that's what we want yeah very cool uh now if you could only take one comic into the apocalypse which would it be um what i chose is ended up it ended up working out because of what my um what ended up the apocalypse ended up actually happening um with the zombies i think probably the walking dead if for no other reason then i'll know what not to do yeah, and I'll know how not to interact <laughs> with other people because that's that. I think that book's just. I, I mean, obviously, it's you know the whole thing about um, the real enemies aren't the zombies; the real enemies are the people. Um, but I, it, I just think it'd be the most applicable and just kind of the best example of of what not to do. But also, my other, I would also say maybe Saga because Saga is just so good, and mm-hmm. I think like Saga would be like in this in the apocalypse like if one piece of media were to survive, I think saga would be a really cool thing, like to build a whole society off of, you know, and just like, let's start from scratch with, with that as our basis. Uh, maybe not though. Cause it involves a war between like two different races and it gets kind of racist. So maybe not. So, <laughs> oh, hey, nice, man. We'll, we'll it's... It. We'll <laughs> or maybe saga just both. Well, it just depends. One's for like more of a resource and the other one's more of just a, cause it's fun. And I think it's worth surviving. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, no, that's cool, man. That's cool. And as you say, you can you can learn a lot from from seeing people's mistakes. So <laughs> exactly, you know, um, even even if you were to like, you know, create a society out of something that has mistakes in it, like you can see True. that that's you know a wrong thing to do, and you know you can you can create lessons from that to your new society. So yeah, Very man, um, it's still totally. Totally, totally usable. Okay, good. good, good, good. I'm, I'm glad we're allowing it. <laughs> yeah, you bet, man. Um, and then alongside of that, what weapon, tool, or useful item would you like to take into the apocalypse with you as well? 
Ooh. Um, probably. I'm a big fan of just like anything that I anything that's heavy, and I can, but isn't so heavy that I can't swing it. So like a really heavy baseball bat would be mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, the classic Negan, you know, the, the baseball sure. bat with the nails and the barbed wire on it. That yeah. would be one. Just or like a pipe, anything big and heavy that can do nice. damage, but isn't, so, like I said, isn't so heavy that it's going to take a lot out of me to keep swinging it. Yeah. I think that's my best bet. Yeah, man. I, that'll, that, and it's, I uh, don't have to reload it. It's exactly it's it's, it's pretty sorted. <laughs> and I, don't, I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of things going for me other than just like brute strength. I don't have a lot of like coordination <laughs> or training, so it's just like anything I can just swing as hard as I can. Yeah, I'm good. man, lean into your strengths for sure. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Well, Kyla Merrill, thank you so much for sharing your comics for the apocalypse. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. Excellent. Um, and for our listeners, one more time, uh, where's the best place to find out more about um, comics from the kitchen and to find you online? Um, the best place to find anything from comics from the kitchen is um, honestly the best place is to go to my Twitter or the Foreign Press Twitter, uh, which is at FPress Comics. Or um, if you want to go straight to the source, it's at zoop.gg slash C slash comics from the kitchen. Or you can just go to zoop.gg. And it should be somewhere there on the front page. If not, it'll, it's not that hard to find, um, which is one of the good things about Zoop. But um, yeah, Twitter's probably going to be a best bet. Go there. You know, We'll be talking about all the great people we have that are part of it. We'll be talking about the book. We'll be, like I said, we'll be live on Tuesday. We will have a bunch of other fun stuff going on. So that's kind of the best place to go. Awesome. Thanks, Kyla. Um, and uh, best of luck with the campaign. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, you're, you're welcome back on the show anytime. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks, man. You take care. You too. Bye. Thanks again to Kyla for being on Comics for the Apocalypse. It was an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but I believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. If you'd like to check out Kyla's work or follow him on social media, those links are in the show notes, along with all our own links to the various areas of the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to vi be sure to back Comic Scene's Kickstarter by searching Comic Scene on Kickstarter itself or by visiting comicscene.org. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the near future, I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Yeah.